1: hi i'm the internet problem it's me welcome to the baseball insiders come on in kick me with your feet relax a little while i'm adam weiner joined as always by fansite it's mlb insider robert murray a couple minutes late and it's my fault so throw internet tomatoes at my stupid face robert how you doing dude
0: I'm great, man. If I do throw an internet tomato at your face, I'm going to make sure to avoid that hat because holy smokes, that thing is unbelievable. That is probably the best hat in Baseball Insiders history. Uh, major shout out to you for having that ready. That is insane. Uh, well, we love it. What is not insane is the free agent market because it's still it's going at a, a snail's pace. I mean, we've had some sort of movement here or there, but uh, we still have Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, Matt Chapman, a lot of these guys still on the market. So it's uh, still going slow. A lot of these guys still available. Adam Weiner, how are you? We've got a lot of tomatoes in the chat here, too. Yeah, people listen to me. I should stop
1: telling people to do shit because then they do it. That's my bad. Uh, yeah, we'll do what we can to give you the latest on Monty, Snell, etc. Even potentially Matt Chapman, Bob Melvin getting a little snarky today when I asked about pitching help. Uh, Scott Boras and Craig Council getting a little cheeky down in Chicago yesterday. So we'll try to break it all down, open up that notebook, do the best that we can. Uh, I uh, did get this hat very recently. It's from the brand new line of batting practice hats. Baseball getting its hats right so far this year. Unfortunately, the uniform pants will show you a full dong. So they've got uh, about 50% of the things correct. But look, we take the wins where we can get them. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Before we begin, this show is sponsored by DraftKings today. If you have not signed up for DraftKings Sportsbook, make sure you get your first bet on them. New customers will get a second chance bet up to $1,000 when signing up with our promo code, BaseballInsider. That means if your first bet loses you, will get your full wager returned as a bonus bet up to $1,000. Signing up with our code, BaseballInsider, and it's an easy one to remember because Robert is the insider and I am the other guy who yaps. So just one, insider, not S. Not only covers your first bet, but also gets you access to daily rewards and other profit boosts. If you're looking to join DraftKings, go download the app. Register with our promo code BASEBALLINSIDER to make sure your first bet is covered. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Also, special shout out today. Go coach and change the game for Special Olympics Florida athletes. In Florida, more than 45,000 coaches and volunteers deliver more than 20 Olympic type sports, but many more coaches are needed to work with Special Olympics athletes, especially in the state of Florida. Special Olympics uses the power of sport as a catalyst for change for people with intellectual disabilities to develop physical fitness, demonstrate courage, experience joy, build confidence, create friendships on and off the playing field, and the movement's volunteer coaches make that happen. February 2024 into March, Special Olympics Florida is encouraging encouraging young athletes and young adults to register to become a Special Olympics Florida coach. For those interested in volunteering, visit SpecialOlympicsFlorida.org, where you'll find information on coaching in Florida and registration details. Visit Special Olympics Florida on Facebook and Instagram, the hashtag GoCoachSOFL. Uh, now let's get on into it, Robert. Robert. Uh, is there anything, uh, let's give me a, you can break the Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery signing right now, right? You have the full contract details, team name, information, et cetera. You're good.
0: Yeah. I approximately have none of that because there has been nothing there. Um, no signings have happened just so we don't end up getting everyone in a frenzy here. No signings have happened but it's still just a giant mystery as to what this market looks like for either of these guys. And we've seen, you know, Blake Snell, uh, he's been connected obviously to the Yankees. He's been connected to the Giants, to the Angels and a lot of different reports. I'm still really skeptical about the Yankees' chances uh, just based on what I've heard and what other reports in New York, New York have suggested the Giants. I think they make a ton of sense here for a guy like Blake Snell. They, definitely need a starting pitcher, um, especially with the the recent injuries that they've had in the rotation. I even think a guy like a Jordan Montgomery uh, would make, make sense for that organization as well. I know there's people in that organization who like him, uh, which comes as no surprise considering just the track record that he has and just the success that he's had recently too. Um, and the, you can even make the case that they should be in on a guy like Matt Chapman as well. Um, so, I mean, surely they're probably talking to a lot of these Boris clients would not get your hopes up for a JD Martinez signing by any means, but the starting pitching market has so many good options. Like you look at it, it's Blake snow, Jordan Montgomery. Those are the top guys, obviously. And then you even have Michael Lorenzen or Mike Clevenger who are some pretty intriguing mid tier guys, Uh, just no movement. And I don't know when this market eventually gets to go. And especially like. Opening day is like not too, too far away. Crazy. And these are pitchers.
1: Like, opening day is on the horizon, and pitchers have to work their arms up to opening day readiness. Uh, Blake Snell, I don't know what he's doing. Jordan Montgomery, I, like, I know Scott Boris has a camp for these guys, but that can only do so much. We will talk about the Monty Boston fit in a little bit. I want to touch on Matt Chapman. Obviously, we've got some other teams throwing their hat in the ring because you had Craig Council and Boris yesterday. Joking around at the Cody Bellinger reintroduction press conference. Like, oh, I thought you were going to bring another one of your guys here. Ha ha. Um, And so you have to connect them, I guess, for now. But it does feel like in the Snell market, you've got the Yankees hanging out on the periphery. Every Yankees reporter says not going to happen. And then Snell's people are now floating that he's considering a short-term, you know, higher AAV thing, which makes the Yankees even less likely. You got the Angels and the Giants, as far as I can tell. Then you add Jordan Montgomery in there. You've got the Red Sox. You've got a mystery team. You've got Joel Sherman stumping for the Mets. I mean, how far off am I here on what the totality of those two players' markets includes? Like, I guess what I'm asking is, could the Phillies or the Cubs get involved on Snell, Montgomery, Chapman? Or is it really the Angels and Giants and the Red Sox battling it out for these three names?
0: Oh, wait, but Before I dive into that, was there actually a report about a mystery team here? Or is... I haven't
1: heard one. I think we're just holding out hope that there will be. And you mentioned on the last show, like, hey, you never know. Haven't heard one yet. So I'm I'm hoping that one shows up soon.
0: No, we're ripe for a mystery team because it's been basically just all quiet as far as the mystery team. We always, There's always one every offseason. We're lacking at that point. And the longer that these guys end up lasting on the market, the more likely it is that a mystery team is – does get involved at some point because that's going to, a shorter term deal is going to end up opening up some possibilities for some, for some of these teams. And maybe it's the Phillies. I, the Mets to this point still have not been involved in that market for, for pitching. So I would not anticipate them doing that, but things could change, especially with Steve Cohen's deep pockets. Um, there's all there's definitely the possibility that another team ends up hopping in, but that's the thing is just who could it end up being? Uh, It's just, it's a really unique market. I don't think that Boris could have ever anticipated it lasting this long into the off season, especially for Snell and Montgomery. I mean, we're talking about two guys that are, are really, really talented who, I mean, Montgomery just got done winning a world series and Snell just won a Cy Young and they're still on the market here with March 1st looming and we're talking about a month away from opening day and Boris still claims uh through what he ended up saying yesterday with the Cubs during that press conference or after the after the press conference that those guys should be ready uh, for opening day even if they sign a little bit later just because he's been working or they've been working out at his facilities and he claims it's just as good as spring training so we'll see about that but it is just a really quiet market overall. And as as we've been saying, and as I said before, the longer that they end up waiting out on this market, the more likely it is that a mystery team could hop in or we have these injuries that happen. A team becomes desperate and ends up giving in to the price or they end up finding common ground on a deal. To me, that, that team screams the Giants. That's just my own speculation, not reporting anything there. But you look at the injuries that they have at the bottom of the rotation. They needed – pitching help coming into the year, especially with Alex Cobb and Robbie Ray on the IL and probably offer until midseason. that, that team to me makes a lot of sense for one of these starting pitchers.
1: And now that we're at least hearing from Snell's camp, presumably they're like, Hey, you know, short-term high AV, maybe not so bad. Maybe we could be into that type of thing. It feels like he's at least getting a little bit itchy to sign. And you've got the angels and you've got the giants losing starters at the back end of the rotation by the day. Both of those teams make sense as perfect fits. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to dive that deep to get to either of those teams landing Snell. The Montgomery one is still the kookiest to me because it feels like lines in the sand have been drawn here. Uh, he wanted the Rangers. The Rangers, I guess, wanted him at a certain price. If the TV deal worked out, they're using that as an excuse. But the TV deal didn't work out, so the Rangers declared publicly, "Yeah, I don't see any more free agents on the horizon." Uh, the Red Sox in Montgomery, obvious fit, but the Red Sox have a budget that they've drawn and they haven't gotten any publicly any closer there. So could the Red Sox absorb a five-year $110 million deal? Of course, but will they? They haven't yet and they, they could have moved on that on January 8th. So there's like a pet theory in the Discord that maybe – this is all a smokescreen and the Red Sox don't even really like the player that much, or at least enough to risk any sort of long-term deal in a supposed non contention window year. Um, I guess dispel or confirm their interest and their evaluation of the player as far as you can tell. Um, and then am I correct in saying we are just sort of, we've got the Rangers drawn a line in the sand. We've got the Red Sox inventing a line as well. And then who else that's why the Cubs, that's why the Phillies, that's why the mystery team yap starts. Cause you're like, there are two teams in on him and neither want to spend on him. So what are we, it's March. What are we doing?
0: No, exactly. And if you end up looking at, at these teams for Montgomery, for the Rangers, that was a team that has always made the most sense for me. It is It's just a case of their TV deal. They have only, they had all that, those questions for the most, for the majority of the off season. And it, they ended up getting him answered, but it was only a short-term deal. It was only a one, one year deal for the TV deal. And there's still uncertainty long-term, which has really complicated negotiations with Montgomery. If he ends up doing a short-term deal, um, if he ends up doing a short-term deal, then, I mean, maybe that puts the Rangers back in play, but I have, I have not heard anything about Montgomery being willing to, to do a short-term deal, which, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's just a, a case of, I, I genuinely don't know. I mean, we've seen the smoke about Blake Snell, obviously Bellinger ended up doing a short-term deal. We, I have not heard anything about uh, about Montgomery being willing to do that, which, I mean, if he ends up will- being willing to do that, then I think that puts the Rangers in it to an extent. But the, the going to the, to the Red Sox here, this has been a team that has really confused me all off season. And they're a team that big market, you expect them to always be spending and spending big dollars. And yet we've seen them cry poor. We've seen them uh, have negotiations to trade salaries off the major league roster. We've seen comments even from today about Kenley Jensen saying that the vision is totally different than what he had, had imagined. And it's just, it's really confusing what they're, what they're doing. And, we I've heard, I've heard different things that we've seen what Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam have reported in Boston saying that they're even being stingy about minor league deals. Um, does that really suggest the team is willing to spend what it takes to get Jordan Montgomery? I'm skeptical of that. I've always been skeptical. Um, that's I promise Red Sox fans. That is not me hating on you guys. I don't want to see people in my Twitter mentions saying that I'm hating on you guys. That is not what I'm doing at all. Um, I'm just skeptical that ownership there is willing to spend. And if they prove me wrong, that's awesome. But they have given me nothing to suggest that they're willing to change. And that really, if we're talking the Red Sox possibly being unlikely, or even the Rangers, maybe not being as strong as they once were early in the off season, that really makes his market that much more cloudy.
1: If you wanna view the Red Sox stuff optimistically, which I'll toss the bone out there, At least if they're haggling, look, are they going to spend astronomically to improve this team to the point where they need to get it to to a real contender? Doesn't sound like it. But if they're haggling on minor league deals, there's at least a chance that they're reserving any bit of pennies they possibly can to get the most money in that Montgomery offer so that they can get it to a place where – They're able to, you know, feel like they didn't spend elsewhere, but they did spend on at least one player. Um, I I don't know, but at least that is something to suggest they're saving money for something. For what? Like it could be Liverpool or it could be one contract like Jordan Montgomery to give them the innings they need eaten this year to at least compete. We'll see. Uh, There is a super chat here sort of saying uh, Blake Snell of the Yankees dead from Cody Keith. Uh, and I think it's probably worth just quickly saying it. It sounds dead to me. And, and it sounds like enough Yankees people have reminded fans of the tax just to be like, just, hey, don't when you're thinking about Blake Snell, make sure you think about this tax. So sounds dead to me. But would you sort of classify that as likely dead?
0: Um, I wouldn't. So one, if a player's still on the market, I don't think you can ever really characterize it as dead. But that being said, it's always been unlikely about Snell going to the Yankees. I just don't think that's necessarily the most likely of options. And I would be pretty surprised if he ended up going there, considering that other teams' as candidacies, at least as of this point, um, are much stronger than the Yankees.
1: There was another super chat as well before we move on that was just like, hey, Dodgers, they, they didn't anything else. And and there was another suggestion about like, hey, short-term, high AV, Blake Snell, Dodgers, who says no? Uh Does that sound at all reasonable? It does feel like I've I've been on record saying I don't think the Dodgers offseason is overkill. I think they did what they needed. I think they like I think they've gone out sad in the playoffs several years in a row, had their eyes on Otani, got him and just happened to get his good friend as well. And Tyler Glass now hometown like they did what they had to do to get back to supremacy, to being that team that people envied. So I don't think it's overkill. Uh, but if they do sign Blake Snell now <laughs> one year and 60 million or something crazy, I do feel as if that may have crossed the line into overkill.
0: Yeah. You know, I was joking with somebody the other day. Like if the, like to me, the Dodgers still could use another starting pitcher.
1: Kinda,
0: um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And like, I joked if like, if they're going all in on getting Yamamoto, getting Otani, getting tiosca Hernandez, getting all these guys, why not just throw it all in and go get Blake Snell? Um, that being said, I cannot imagine a scenario in which that happens. That just seems like that would, as you said, that'd be overkill. Um, but to me, I, I would not rule out another Dodgers move. I I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything big by any means, but a smaller deal to add more depth to the rotation or just add another arm to the bullpen, I think that would make a lot of sense for them. Um, but I, I think you, we can pretty confidently say that their heavy lifting is over. Um, yeah, that is, by the, by the way, that is, I'm, I'm not reporting anything about stone, the Dodgers there. That's I want people to not freak out about that in the comments. Like that is, that was just, yeah, I was just saying, no, I was, I was not reporting anything there. That is not at all.
1: If anybody's reporting it, it's just me reporting it in the scared of L.A. times. It would be like, ah, it's terrifying. But I don't think that's going to happen. We, we'll see. Um, out there on the West Coast, it feels like there's at least a shot, a potential of a Matt Chapman fit in San Francisco. Uh, there was a little bit of laughter and levity at Giants camp again today as well. And it's a tough moment where they have a starter, Tristan Beck, go down with an aneurysm. That's going to put you down for quite a while. Um, and Bob Melvin was sort of, Somebody hinted, you know, there are still some guys on the free agent market who could help your rotation. And he was like, who, who are you talking about? Are are there guys? So (laughs) they are thinking about it. It's no secret. Uh, But it does feel to me like Matt Chapman would be the better fit. uh, And that maybe one Blake Snell, unless they go road on, unless they go one, two years with an opt out after one, I'm not sure if there's a fit there just because pitchers are going down. Uh, Angels make more sense for a team that can give him what he needs, but if he really does want that short-term high AV, the Giants could cram a Chapman and a Snell in there pretty easily. Uh, where, where are you on Matt Chapman right now? Because uh, I know we have thirsty Cubs fans. Giants fans, obviously, have had Chapman expectations for two and a half months now. And even Blue Jays fans aren't ruling it out.
0: Yeah. Um... I think the Chapman price is definitely much lower than it was entering the off season. I, I think that's going to end up being a short-term deal. Um, Just my own speculation there. And I I think he would make a lot of sense for the giants, for the Cubs, for, I mean, even the blue Jays, if they wanted, but that being said, the blue Jays already have a glut of infielders. And that is just a team that I don't, I don't know exactly how they're going to be able to manage the amount of infielders that they have now. And if you add Chapman to that, that just really makes it complicated. And, yeah, to me, if Chapman ends up signing a short-term deal, which I think at this point could be where it's heading, um, then that really, like, to me, if if that's a scenario where he's choosing between short-term offers and wants to have a chance at going back on the market next offseason and wants to be have the best chance to maximize his success this year. I look at a team like San Francisco. You you have a manager in which he's really comfortable comfortable with, that he's close with in Bob Melvin. And then you also have like a city or an area in the bay where he's played, clearly comfortable, he's been there, he's thrived at. I think that makes a lot of sense for him. And I mean that's again that's my own two cents, that's just my speculation, that's just not connecting but I think I think the Giants make a lot of sense for him but as of like yesterday I did not get the sense that there was progress I don't know about today or anything but I know the Giants have talked to him this offseason obviously just another one of these guys that's really just you know in a weird spot in free agency I think what ended up, or what really has impacted him has been the really strong start to the season he had last year and then the really slow rest of the rest of the year that he had and that combined with his asking prices at the start of the off season was always going to make this a difficult free agency. And we've seen it. We've seen it play out. I'm really curious to see where he ends up going and what this deal looks like because I've heard different iterations of what the potential framework could be or, and it's just, it's not what I was expecting.
1: And it is March and all due respect to Matt Chapman. He's not quite, Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. He's a very good ball player. He helps your team immediately. Uh, defensive upgrade, defensive master. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're now waiting on players. We used to just wait on megastars who were seeking that 300, 350 million plateau. Now we're waiting on these mid-tier flawed guys. And, uh, you know, if Chapman does take that one-year deal, he's going to have to contend with Alex Bregman on the market next offseason uh, Dana Brown said that the Astros do plan to offer Bregman an extension quote at some point yesterday, my counterpoint, uh, do they though? Uh, yeah, everybody it's, it is, it's March. Many people will listen to this in March. It's February 29th. Tomorrow is March. Get a new slant.
0: No, nah, fake news, Heinrib over here. Yeah. I mean, look, I hear
1: you. Look, I hear you. I mean, look, we want the facts. We want to look at calendars. It's February today, but fellas, if you're with me, ladies, if you're here, <laughs> I know with the demographic breakdown, they're not here. But if they were uh, tomorrow, um, I don't know. What What do you how do you feel about the, the possibility of the Astros offering Bregman an extension? And if they do, is it serious or are they just doing the lip service thing after taking care of Altuve? And we all know that next third baseman free agency market next year is more intimidating than this one.
0: Yeah, Um as far as the the Bregman talks with the Astros, I would not be surprised at all if they ended up offering him a, a contract extension. Uh, they ended up when the GM comes out and says that they anticipate offering it at some point, then you would expect it to happen. Because if he ends up not following through on that promise, then that's going to end up looking pretty bad publicly. And he's been he's been one of the most uh, transparent GMs in baseball when it comes to sharing that kind of stuff. Um, at least on the record, it's um, it's quite refreshing, honestly. So I would anticipate him doing that. But that being said, they also got to be really careful with this in the fact that um, they can't offer him a weak deal. Um, if they end up offering him an insulting offer, that can end up impacting future negotiations. And clearly, they want to try to keep him. Um, so they got to, if they end up making an offer, which, as I said, I anticipate them doing that, Um, they got to make sure it's a legitimate offer and not just lip service because they don't want to end up upsetting the player and insulting the player because that just could be a bad thing. But I I think what's going to end up being pretty important with this negotiation is getting to the Rendon deal or maybe even topping it. I think that's going to end up being the magic number, at least as of this. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: Well, one thing Bregman does like to do is play baseball, which I'm not sure how Anthony Rendon feels about that juncture. <laughs> so there, it's got that going for him. Uh, Want to get to the comments a few more times before we sign off. There's a lot of, there's a desperate Pirates-Padres war going on right now. And I feel like we can touch on the Padres a little bit just because uh, outfield situation still quite unsettled. And there were some whispers about Tommy Pham, not just in the comment section I think I think most Padres fans at this point would probably rather see Merrill on the opening day roster in the outfield spot than a free agent like Fam. But any updates on that mix? Are the Padres still in any markets? Because we were told they were in Kike Hernandez's market. Uh, There was a long list of finalists for Kike Hernandez, and then Kike comes out today and says it was actually the Dodgers and Yankees, and also the Tigers tried really hard. So I, I feel like I have no read on the situation right now. Are the Padres still searching?
0: They are. Um, they are still searching. They were in on Kike Hernandez, but I just don't know what to what extent. Um, but they are continuing to look at outfielders. Uh, Tommy Fam is one that they have considered, uh, from what I've gathered. Adam Duvall, I believe, is another. Um, but that being said, I'm a little skeptical that they're going to end up spending that kind of money on an outfielder, at least as of this point. maybe I think it would become more clear for them if they ended up shedding payroll. Um, but yeah, it just... This is not the typical offseason that we've seen from A.J. Prowler. Uh, he is usually one of the most aggressive GMs in baseball in this offseason. He's kind of just been, for the most part, sitting on the sidelines. And there's probably a, an abundance of different factors for that. But, um, yeah, they're they're eyeing the outfield market. They're, I would imagine they're still looking at a potential starting pitcher as well because they've lost some arms there. Um, but I would be pretty surprised if they ended up making a big, big splash like that. Um, unless they, as I said, they find someone to take some some payroll off the major league roster.
1: Well, by making zero moves this offseason, he is still somehow one of the most active GMs in major league baseball. So he's got that going for him. He usually is. And he is again by trading Juan Soto and that's it. Um, anything else that I forgot to touch upon that you've got in the notebook uh, players, teams active as we approach uh, the end of the first week of spring training. Action in the books. Uh, and I think I speak for everyone when I say I love baseball being played every day. I think I'm good on spring training games. I think if we ended them today and went to the regular season, I would be fine with that. Uh, but anything else going on behind the scenes?
0: Yeah, I don't think Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snow would be okay with
1: that. No, they would not be pumped. They would not be pumped.
0: No, they would not be pumped at all. But as far as – I'll go for the Pirates here for, for Canyon. They – continue to look at the outfield and the starting pitching markets um i don't know if anything is close there but they have been eyeing those um the cubs um that was really interesting yesterday with what craig council ended up saying to scott boris and like about jordan montgomery but i i did not get the sense that anything was close there but with the cubs they do have room for additional moves um but i i don't know the likelihood of a big move so i don't want to I don't want to make up anything there to try to end up getting Cubs fans happy or sad. I'll just tell it to you straight up. I genuinely don't know, but you can't rule anything out, especially since they have a really good team, good lineup, good roster, aggressive GM, especially when the deal is right. And if the deals keep, if the prices keep falling, then we could end up seeing Jed Hoyer strike again. Who knows? Um, Angels, as far as that, I have heard nothing new. Um yeah it's other than that i think yeah i think i'm pretty good over here adam
1: <laughs> what about uh our uh, friend our friend obviously a burner here i feel like i gotta throw him a bone after so long with with ray's thoughts um and by the way the rays you guys did it again you turn robert stevenson into a 33 million dollar reliever and he shows up to angels camp with a bum shoulder so congratulations i guess you can do that annually three or four times uh but any thoughts on uh are the rays still pursuing any trades off the major league roster or just sort of sitting here ready to have the same season they've had for the last 15 years.
0: I genuinely have not heard anything new. They did get Francisco Mejia. I did see a, a question here earlier to earlier on the show. Um, yeah. I can confidently say that it's a minor league deal for Mejia, um, But that's the only raise information that I have at this point.
1: <laughs> well, there we go. Um, well, I appreciate everybody joining us today. Uh, look, we love doing these shows uh can't wait to do these shows during the regular season preview the regular season not talk about players languishing on the free agent market anymore and then perhaps most importantly talk about the trade deadline because that's what you guys are here for right Talk about the trade deadline uh we got big things coming up this year i'm pretty excited uh biscuit nap time but we will have biscuit on the private all-star stream which is now next wednesday march 6th seven o'clock Eastern time. Uh, stay tuned in the all-star channel and the discord for any updates, same schedule for the regular season. Yes, obviously a burner. We're not going anywhere. You'll see us here twice a week. We're going to be doing some previews, some award stuff in March. We will do this Seinfeld quotes, MLB season preview that we planned and promised. I will get that together. Uh, maybe do a curb quotes addendum too. rest in peace, Richard Lewis, the goat, um, Ben Laden. He's got great callers. Uh, Robert, uh thank you for joining me as always uh this was another extremely fun one even though we are just kind of sitting chilling and joseph shout out for the super chat i would take it to uh we're at the 30 minute mark right now i'd go back to like the 25 minute mark we talked padres and uh don't have much for you but hopefully you'll enjoy what we did have to say
0: no exactly i I, they're still looking at a, a few different areas but yeah, as as I said before, just I would temper your expectations unless they're able to clear payroll off the major league roster.
1: Yeah, which uh, everyone's trying to do. So <laughs> best of luck there. Um, well, I'm Adam Weinrib for Robert Murray. We'll catch everybody here next Monday, and then again Wednesday on the private stream, Thursday right here again on the feed, three thirty Eastern time. Uh, shout out to everybody who keeps showing up, making the comment section fun as hell during an offseason that has been anything but for most of it. Uh, We'll see everybody right back here on Monday, 3.30. Take care, y'all.
0: Thank you, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.